A huge and very warm welcome. One of the questions I frequently ask is how I manage Instagram for my business. So that's exactly what we're looking at in this episode. Instagram definitely creates polar views. Some love it, others loathe it. And perhaps similarly to me, you sit somewhere in between. I think though, wherever you sit, we can all recognize the feeling of slight overwhelm that can come with managing a business Instagram account. I need to be absolutely upfront and first and foremost say that I am not an Instagram expert. I'm far from it, but I do have a straightforward strategy that I use that works really well for my business without needing endless hours or resources. And it works more as an additional tool rather than a core focus. And I would love to share these strategies with you. It's a method that stops Instagram being overwhelming and ensures the platform sits as part of our overall marketing. If I can help you feel relaxed and even excited about incorporating aspects of this very strategy into your working week, then I would be thrilled. We use other social media platforms too, including Facebook, Pinterest and LinkedIn. Instagram, though, is currently our main social media platform, but it is not. And this is hugely important. It's not part of our main marketing focus. Instead, it forms part of a much larger picture. I have a good following on Instagram. It's far from being a huge account, but it serves us and our target audience well. And rather than having grown directly from typical Instagram growth strategies that we often hear about, things like creating viral content, focusing heavily on reels, posting multiple times a day, etc., etc., I have established and grown our account instead through word of mouth, brand collaborations, customer service, editorial coverage, and simply just really enjoying directly engaging with our audience. For all of the solopreneurs out there, before you say, heck, I'm just a one person band here, please know that for many years, I was exactly like you, a full on solopreneur, juggling all the roles within a small and quickly growing business. And today I do have a small team that support me, but I still look after all of our marketing, which includes our weekly newsletters, the content creation for our podcast, our website copy and updates, our editorial coverage, brand collaborations, and all of our social media. So when you send me a DM or write a comment under my post, that's me replying. And for the time being, I wouldn't have it any other way. So please know it is absolutely possible to manage a helpful Instagram account alongside all other aspects of your business and still have a life outside of work. This is what this episode is all about. How to use Instagram effectively without letting it overshadow the core of our businesses. So whether you're a budding entrepreneur or a small business owner with an established account, I very much hope this episode will help support you, not just with a view to gain more followers and increase likes, but to build meaningful relationships, enhance and grow your brand, and yes, to actually enjoy the process without feeling overwhelmed. So grab your notebook, get comfortable, and let's dive into a practical and holistic view of Instagram with heart, strategy, and a bunch of creativity thrown in. Welcome to Passion to Profit, a weekly podcast to help support big-hearted creative thinkers, small business owners, and entrepreneurs to transform their knowledge, expertise, and passion into successful and profitable businesses. I'm Philippa Craddock, and I'm obsessed with all things business, marketing, and strategy. I left my corporate role over 10 years ago to pursue a huge dream, 
In a few short years, I grew my design-led business from kitchen table to a seven-figure global brand. Today, I want to help you to establish and grow your business. Think of this as your go-to resource for all things business, marketing, and strategy. I'll break down complex topics and I'll strip away all the jargon so that you can focus on what really matters. Grab yourself a seat and a notepad and join me every week. Welcome to the Passion to Profit podcast. Okay, so let's get right into it. Today, I'm sharing how I use Instagram and its role in our marketing strategies. I think so often we can focus on Instagram too much. It can seem where everyone is, particularly in the creative world, but it's essential that we pay attention to all of our marketing, i.e. the bigger picture. So how does Instagram fit into this bigger picture? Well, for starters, it's a fantastic platform for storytelling, for showcasing the heart and soul behind your brand. It's where you can combine the narrative of your products, services, and importantly, your values. And it is a superb way to connect with your audience, but it's not the only way. In my own experience, Instagram has been a brilliant tool for me to connect directly with our audience. I love how easy it is for anyone to send me a message and I can reply and help. It's often where many conversations start, but they absolutely don't end there. These connections have then flowed into our newsletters, email exchanges, and then onto our masterclasses. Instagram has played a part in growing my brand, but not an extensive role. I see it as an integration with other channels, including our newsletters, podcast episodes, editorial features and collaborative projects. These combined expand our reach and deepen our relationships with our audience. Every business is, of course, unique, and so is every marketing strategy. For some, Instagram might take a larger lead. For others, it's just one of many supporting actors. The beauty lies in finding that balance understanding where Instagram fits into your specific puzzle and using it to complement, not dominate, your overall marketing approach. I feel it is very important to know and to really understand that you don't own your account or your followers. They are very much part of Instagram. As we've seen numerous times, we have no control over the ever-changing algorithm. For years, we could enjoy posting still images and building beautiful grids we were proud of. Today, though, to gain any traction, the key is in creating reels. And unless your brand is one that embodies absolute perfection, the more natural everyday posts are the ones people want to see. So that means more video, more in the moment and more natural. It's much less about a set of single perfect images and ensuring our grid flows seamlessly. So as we go through this episode, think about your own brand story and strategy and how what I'm sharing fits in with your business and which aspects will help you and contribute to your marketing growth. How will it interact with the other elements of your overall marketing? Keep these questions in mind as we explore further. Let's talk about the key principles for a successful Instagram account. For me, a successful account is all about engagement, authenticity, and aligning your content with your brand's voice and values. This is what I find works best. First of all, authenticity. Be real. Share your journey, the ups and the downs. People connect with people, not just polished products. This also taps into vulnerability, where you share aspects of the real you and behind the scenes. Now, this doesn't mean to remove all 
all your professionalism. What I mean by this is to share a bit of yourself. I know it can be hard to put yourself center stage, but the most successful accounts are not managed by the most extroverts out there. They're often managed by naturally quieter people. I'm bypassing the accounts of global celebrities. That's an entirely different beast. I'm talking about small brands and businesses run by the founder. It's the realness, particularly today, that people want to connect with. A few months ago, I started to share a few more videos, videos that I shot in the moment and a focus on a current topic. I purposely share myself whatever I'm wearing at that time. Usually it'll be me working from home. So that would typically be me in yoga pants and simple tops without makeup. I find it really hard to do at the beginning. There is something very vulnerable about sharing you in the moment without polished hair and a seemingly protective layer of makeup. But once I posted the first unfiltered video, I removed the pressure and it became so much easier. And you know what? Everyone is busy. No one really cares what we look like. As long as we're enthusiastic, we're sharing something of value. And with kindness and authenticity, that's what's most important. Now, if you have a makeup brand or you're a hairstylist, it might be a little different for you. But on the whole, natural and unfiltered will always be better. Number two is about consistency. Now, this doesn't mean about posting every day, but rather maintaining a regular presence. Find a rhythm that works for you and your audience. Also, don't let Instagram overtake. You might find that some weeks your workload just doesn't allow for a post or you're struggling to find something to say. That's okay. I've tested whether consistent posting is necessary and it doesn't seem to play a huge part. Instead, it is better to post something of value, but at least aim to post something once a week as a bare minimum. Some weeks I feel very chatty, I have a little more time in my schedule and I have exciting news to share, then I might post every day. Other weeks though, this could be reduced to just one post a week. Usually though, I sit somewhere in the middle. And then for weekends, I put my family and downtime first. But if I have a moment and it's easy to quickly share something, then I will. The key here is to make it work for you. Number three is engagement. Okay, this to me is hugely important. There are many aspects that are important and flow together. But if you're only to do one thing really well, this is where I would focus. It is so important to engage with your followers. Take time to respond to comments. If someone has taken you the time to comment or send you a DM, reply back. It doesn't have to be lengthy, but be polite and reply and engage with your followers' content. It's a two-way street. There is an account I follow called the Bucket List Family. I adore their content and the positivity they put out into the world. They have millions of followers and every time I comment, I'm always surprised that they always take time to reply whether it's a simple like or a few sentences each time it makes me feel seen and valued and I always aim to do the same with every single comment and message that I receive and when you have a moment pop onto your followers accounts view their posts and like the ones that catch your attention engagement is a very much a two-way street number four And finally, your bio or profile. For me, it's the most important aspect of your account. It's where people will come if they're interested in your post and from here decide whether they see value they can gain and whether what you're offering is right for them. So your bio needs to be strong, 
clear and inviting, and this is crucial for your target audience. The most successful small brands will not appeal to everyone. Ideally, you want to cater for a niche audience. And this is where you tell that audience that they are in the right place. Your bio should quickly tell people who you are and what you offer. Keep it straightforward yet engaging. You have 150 characters, so make every word count. Inject your brand's personality into your bio, whether you're playful, professional, inspirational, or perhaps a mix. Let that shine through your words. Always include how people can reach you or what action you want them to take. This could perhaps be a link to your website, your latest blog post, or it could be a sign-up page for your newsletter or a direct link to your offerings. Include relevant keywords and hashtags that resonate with your brand and your target audience. This not only clarifies who you are, but it also helps in discoverability and keep your bio fresh. Update it often to reflect any new offerings, achievements or shifts in your brand's focus. Your Instagram bio is a small space, but it holds immense potential. It's your chance to make a great first impression. Guide visitors to your most important content away from social media and to your website and further content and start building that crucial connection. So take a moment, review your bio and ask yourself, does this truly represent me and my brand? Now, how do we balance Instagram with the multitude of tasks that we have as business owners? Here's my take. Set boundaries. Allocate specific times for Instagram so it doesn't overrun your day. For me, depending on my work commitments that day, either mornings or later in the day work best and then put your phone down. Plan ahead. Use scheduling tools to plan your content in advance. This takes off so much pressure. For me, we have outlined weekly topics. You will notice that my Instagram posts tend to follow the same topic from that week's podcast. Before I launch the podcast, I focus on the topic of our weekly journal post. If you don't have a podcast or a weekly journal, you can plan ahead by outlining the weeks of the year and create a weekly topic for each. This gives you a focus each week which will stop you thinking what on earth you should be focusing on and will help guide your posts and captions, ensuring they're aligned with your brand and target audience. Create value. Ensure your posts offer something valuable. Yes, of course you can use Instagram to directly sell your products, but balance this with genuine value. Think from your customer's perspective. What knowledge do you have that links directly with your brand and offerings that your target audience will find interesting or entertaining. Think about what you can share that also shows you as an authority in your industry and niche. Make sure to share generously and openly. When it comes to posting, there are three factors that I consider and focus on. Number one, visual consistency. A beautifully laid out grid is not as important as it used to be, but from a cohesive brand point of view, you do still want to achieve a level of consistency with your imagery. Now, this applies across all your communication, including your website, marketing material and social media. Ensure color palettes and layouts are cohesive and tell your brand story. Focus on a consistent color palette or perhaps use a filter. Now, this doesn't mean that every post needs to look the same, but there should be a visual harmony. Number two, brand storytelling. Your grid should tell your brand story. 
Mix product shots or images of your service offering, share behind the scenes, customer testimonials, etc. An interesting variety that together tells a brand story and shows what you represent. Your purpose and what's important to you is key. And number three, a mix of posts and stories. I tend to plan my grid posts, but post on stories more spur of the moment, albeit following the week's topic. There is a balance between planning so as not to overwhelm, to help you focus and decide what to post, and keeping it natural and in the moment. For the latter, I use stories. I love the way stories can be casual and show behind the scenes. It's much more in the moment, and it's more about spontaneous ideas and thoughts. Don't forget to use interactive elements in your stories. Polls and questions are great. A neat trick, one that I don't necessarily always do, but when I do, it makes a significant difference. When you come to post your stories, the very first story of the day, include an interactive element, such as a question box or a poll. When followers interact with a story, the algorithm is more likely to show your stories to more followers. For posts, reels will always outperform still images. As much as you may miss posting images, it's simply a fact and there is no point stressing over it. I don't focus too heavily on always creating reels, but if growth is your focus, then that's where you want to place your focus. For reels and growth, you're aiming to create viral content, but please be warned, this strategy won't necessarily reach your target audience, i.e. the people who will ultimately become loyal customers. But if growing your followers is a key focus, this is a strong approach and it's actually much easier to do than you imagine. I often hear from social media experts that the strategy is simply to find other accounts within your industry where their reels have gone viral and create your own version. Don't directly copy, but look to see what has worked for others and create something similar. You can also find IG templates to help you to do this. To find real templates, select add a reel and at the date of this recording, at the top of the screen, you can scroll through a variety of choices including templates. Tap and select a template that works best for you and your content. From my experience, I've never looked to purposely create a viral post. It is though happened a few times and it does dramatically increase the number of accounts we reach and our follower numbers often have increased further from there. But they don't tend to turn into long-term customers and over time, those numbers can drop again. For me, the best strategy for posts is consistent posts that represent my brand and offerings, offer value to my target audience and provide an opportunity to spend time engaging directly by replying to comments and messages. Now, remember, these are simply guidelines. They are not rules. The best strategy is one that resonates with you and your audience. Experiment, see what works, and most importantly, have fun with it. Instagram is a creator platform, so let your brand's unique personality shine through. Okay, so on to the most important aspect of Instagram for me. I've already mentioned it, and I would love to go into it in a bit more detail, so you can take my strategies and apply them to your account and business. For me, the most important aspect of Instagram is building and nurturing your community. Let's start with the core of community building. That's engagement. Engagement is not just about responding. It's about initiating and participating in conversations. Here are some strategies that I have found to be the most effective. Number one is active listening. Pay attention to what your followers are saying. 
What are their needs, their interests, and their pain points? Use this to guide your content and interactions. Often I will use questions I've received to create podcast content. In fact, this very episode was prompted by a number of different questions I've received recently. I mentioned earlier that you can plan weekly topics ahead. Once you have these plans, if a topic is brought up that you feel is more important to share, look to your planner and decide where it can be placed and potentially replace another topic that you now know that is not going to be quite as valuable to your audience. Keep your planner flexible, listen and react to what you're hearing and being asked. Number two is prompt replies. Whether it's a comment or a DM, a prompt reply can make all the difference. It shows your followers that you're not just present, but you're also attentive and caring. This needn't be in the moment, although I believe it's best to give yourself 30 minutes or so after a post to respond to comments. But outside of that, during the working week, just make sure you reply within a few days. And don't underestimate the power of a voice message. It adds a personal touch that text just can't match. A simple hello or a quick answer in your own voice when replying to DMs can make your followers feel valued and heard. It's almost like a personal handshake in our digital world. It's also sometimes quicker to reply quickly by voice rather than typing a reply. Now, balancing personal and professional content, this is crucial. Here's how I approach it. Share stories that resonate with your brand values. It could be a behind the scenes glimpse. Perhaps it's a personal challenge you've overcome or just a regular day in your life. It makes your brand relatable. Share your expertise, tips or glimpses into your business processes. This reinforces your authority and provides value to your audience. And it's important to set boundaries on how much personal information you share. Keep it relevant and aligned with your brand. I find this is by far the best way to decide what to share and what not to share and keep private. Building a community is a long-term plan. It's about growing together, learning from each other and creating a space where everyone feels welcomed and valued. So engage with heart, listen with intent and share with purpose. Next up, let's talk about how to plan your Instagram content effectively and help you to bypass that all too common feeling of overwhelm. Let's get into how we can make Instagram work for us without it becoming a full-time job. Content batching and planning, this has been a game changer for me. Here's how you can do it. Set aside a day or two each month to create the bulk of your content This could include taking photos, writing captions and planning out your posts. It saves so much time and energy compared to doing it daily. Use a content calendar to plan your weekly topics. You can take it as far as planning your individual posts. For me though, I've tried this and it doesn't work as it feels too staged. But as long as I have a batch of images and videos, then I tend to decide during the week which days I post and the exact words I use. However... When we're in heavy promotional periods, most of the content I plan ahead as these are busy periods and I'm juggling multiple things with the social media playing an important part of this. So at these times of the year, I work from a slightly more rigorous plan. Planning, whether loosely or more rigidly, will help you see the big picture and it ensures your content is varied and remains aligned with your brand's messaging. 
and absolutely reuse and repurpose content. A blog post can become a series of Instagram posts. A podcast episode can be broken down into several Instagram stories or reels. And you can absolutely post images again with time between them, particularly if you work with seasonal content. And you can also share your reels a few times on your stories. Okay, let's now talk about understanding and measuring the impact of your Instagram efforts. It's not just about feeling good when you see those likes and comments. It's about knowing what those interactions mean for your business and how you can use that information effectively. Let's look at tracking engagement and conversion. It's crucial to understand how your content resonates with your audience and how it contributes to your business goals. Let's look first at engagement tracking. Look beyond the likes, pay attention to the comments, shares and the overall interaction your posts receive. Things like which posts are sparking conversations and which ones are being shared. Next, conversion tracking is important. This is about understanding how your Instagram activity is translating into tangible business results. Are people clicking through to your website? Are they signing up for your newsletter and purchasing your offerings? To get a handle on this, tools like Google Analytics and Bitly are invaluable. They help track the performance of the links you share on Instagram. I will leave links to both in the show notes. You'll get insights into how many people are clicking through and what actions they take once they're on your site. Now, how do we use this data? It's all about making informed adjustments. I would love to share three tips with you. One, Content strategy tweaks. If certain types of posts are performing well, consider creating more of that content. On the other side, if some aren't quite resonating, it's time to pivot. Number two is optimize posting times. Analytics can tell you when your audience is most active. Use this information to optimize your posting schedule. For me, our audience is across the world, so our key times are relatively stable across the day with occasional peaks. If your audience is more regional, you might find there are clear times of the day when they're engaged. And if that works for you, aim to post then. But it is far more important that Instagram fits with your schedule and you post and engage on a relatively consistent basis than it is you post infrequently at the most active times. Make it work for you. Number three is audience insights. Understanding your audience, knowing what they like and respond to versus what falls flat is important and will help you create content that better suits their preferences and needs. Don't be afraid of trying new ideas. Test to see what resonates and works. Remember, the goal isn't just to grow numbers. It's about growing a community and a brand that resonates. Use these insights not just to amplify your reach, but to deepen your connection with your audience. And there we have it, a wrap on today's episode about making Instagram work for you and your business. We've covered some key strategies and tips for managing your account effectively, creating engaging content and measuring the impact of your efforts. Instagram is a powerful tool and when used wisely, it can be a significant asset in growing your business and building your community. Remember though, it is not about being an Instagram expert but about finding strategies that resonate with you and your audience. There are undoubtedly many more facets of Instagram we could explore, and we will in future episodes. For now, 
I hope you find these insights helpful. Whether it's refining your bio, planning your content calendar, or engaging more deeply with your community, I encourage you to take one action today. Even one small step can make a big difference. To inspire you, I edited my bio just a few weeks ago, and this small change made a dramatic impact on our follower numbers. We grew quickly, and most importantly, with our absolute target audience, as many of those new followers then went on to subscribe to our newsletter and listen to our podcast. So if there's only one thing you do today, have a look at your bio and decide how you can improve it and make it more welcoming for your target audience. And then ask someone else, someone you trust for their opinion. Sometimes we can be so close to our brand, it's really difficult to see what might be missing to someone less connected. Ask them if your bio is clear and explain exactly what you provide, what solution you're providing with your offerings. And if you'd love to understand what I mean about your offerings being a solution, it is an essential aspect for all successful brands, then head straight to episode 022, where I explain this in detail. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, it is a must listen and has quickly become our most listened to episode. I'll leave a link for you in the show notes. Otherwise, you can head straight to our website, philippocratic.com forward slash podcast dash 022. Coming back to today's episode, I would love to hear about your progress and experiences. Feel free to drop me a message or leave a comment under one of my Instagram posts. You can find me at philippocratic. Your feedback and stories always inspire me. And as mentioned before, they often help shape the content of this podcast so I can ensure everything I share is of genuine value. Again, I'm not an Instagram guru, but sharing what works for me is my way of supporting you within your business. So take one learning from today, apply it and watch how it can potentially transform your approach to Instagram. Thank you so much for joining me. Until next time, keep engaging, keep creating and keep making your distinct and unique mark with huge love. 